Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 51. Hey, I wanted to mention real quick, remember I went off on this uh, thing about how the outsider uh, represented uh, mental illness and uh, specifically... You thought it trivialized it. Well, not on purpose, but it, it, I think, did a bad job of representing somebody who was... uh, I don't know if she's supposed to be autistic or what, but I didn't like that. Uh, I've been watching this show, Dave, which is about 30 minutes straight of just dick jokes. Mm -hmm. And last episode, episode five, they took this weird left turn where one of the guys, this uh, black rapper named Gata, G-A-T-A, Gata, that's his name in the credits too, by the way. Uh, He, it turns out he's like bipolar. So so they kind of pursued that storyline. And the way that they went after it was so much more appropriate and interesting and fair. So I just thought uh, I would mention that because I love this show, Dave. I'm not. I'm a, totally been converted now. I'm a little Dicky fan, apparently. Wow. Yeah. I did see a couple clips. He was like hanging out with some, uh, getting his picture taken with some uh, gang members, I guess. Yeah. And he was worried about <laughs> if he, his little Dicky symbol was like a like a gang the crip symbol. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it looks funny. You know, yeah. it looks it's, like it's, what I thought it would be. And it looks looks good. It's really, really funny. And it's well written and it's the stories are good and Andrew Santino's hilarious in it. If you would have asked me a year ago if I would ever give a crap about Lil Dicky, uh, I would have said, Who is that? And no, I won't. But uh here we are. And now I think he's actually really During good. this lockdown, I'm definitely gonna get into it. Yeah, you you uh yeah, I guess our minds have been opened up a little bit by how much time we have, but For sure. Anyway, that so so I was right about Dave. Now, you were criticized A couple of listeners have come at me recently saying that what is my problem with my Westworld hate? All right? Yeah. And uh season 3 is now about 4 episodes in. I don't know because I'm not paying attention because I'm hate watching it. <laughs> I put it on in the background and it is still garbage. It's worse than ever. It's so boring. So I, I don't care about anything. I but I, I need to. I want to make one thing uh, clear that I do believe that Tandy Newton is the only reason to watch the show. Well, because she's nude a lot of the time. Yes, I'll give you that. But I think she's great on it. I do actually like her character. So I will concede that one thing. Tandy Newton is the reason to watch Westworld if you have nothing better to do with your time, which you do, okay? Shred those documents. Clean that sock drawer. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> but don't waste your time with Westworld because I thought I would give it another break for season three, but it's still just a boring slog of nonsense. And I, I don't care who comes at me with like, it's about what's real and what isn't. And I'm like, I don't, no. Your arguments are landing on deaf ears. Westworld sucks. Okay? Thank you. I actually agree with you uh, for once. I, I think that's a 
pile of garbage. I can barely even I can barely even watch it in the background. I know. I know. I'm just I look at it. I'm like, how much longer is left in this thing? You know, and it's really HBO is like playing it ad nauseum because like I said, they got nothing else going on right now. Right. right? This is their big thing. And I'm like, really, you should have canceled this show after season one. Forget it. Okay, you know what? Before I go and, and finish up on, on Westwood, I will say this. The opening music, I actually like. It's kind of haunting. Yeah. It's by the guy who did the music to Game of Thrones. Ramin Jawadi. I think I watch it just for that, then I can turn it off. So that's the first two minutes, and then I'm done with it. So we're right about both things. Yes. We're always right, Joe. I think so. Now, let's get to an actual review. All right. All right. Uh, listener Derek, all the way in Australia, contacted me, sent us a message on our email. And uh, he recommended The Platform, which just came out on Netflix. Now, here's the thing, Joe. I'm already going to eliminate you watching this because guess what? Subtitles. Yep. It's it's a Mexican... Uh, it's Spanish. It's not Mexican. It's well, Spanish. It's, it's not from Spain. It's from Mexico. It's from Spain. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. That's why it's Spanish. Well, it would be Spanish uh, if it was from Mexico, too. It, it would be Mexican, wouldn't it? I don't know. It's in Spanish from Spain. It's a it's a Spain production. El Oyo. Yes. The, the platform. Exactly. Thank you. Good work. Now, uh, this premiered last year at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival, and it won the award called People's Choice for Midnight Madness. I don't know exactly what that entails, but apparently it's an award they give out for like the most like, you know, genre or cult movie. And uh, this is a horror film. Horror or thriller? It's both. Okay. It's a dystopian, bleak, nightmarish prison movie that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Okay? This was difficult to get through. It's one hour and 34 minutes, like I said, in Spanish with subtitles. This thing is brutal, especially now, considering the state the world is in, where we're all isolating ourselves from everyone else. The last thing you want to do is watch a movie about people stuck in isolation. That's true. And that's what this is. And the premise is, uh, you go into this prison, it, it's it's sketchy as like why some people are there and why they're not, but they're all on levels. It's like regular prison. Like regular prison, but yeah. it's, it's, it's like different for like a giant hotel, right? Like a tower, okay? And there, you're not sure how many floors there are at the beginning, but there's floor one to maybe like 200, maybe more. And the thing is, every day, this platform comes down in the middle of the room with like a gourmet amount of food on it, right? But as it gets lower, there's less and less food on it. So depending on what floor you're on depends how much food is left for you to eat. And once a month you're moved to a different level. You don't know what level you're going to get at. Like you could be on 200 and ready to eat your own whatever, right? And then the next month you're on level three and it's like lobster, surf and turf, you know, cake, all this wonderful food. And the thing is technically there's supposed to be enough food for everybody so the the person on the very bottom will have something to eat and not starve yeah. to death. So this is but of whole... course people gorge themselves, yeah. right? So this is a whole social commentary. Social thing. commentary, yeah. capitalism, all of no, that. Thank you. It's disgusting. It's got cannibalism, defecation, beheadings, and it is the bleakest. It's fascinating. I gotta say, it's a well-made thriller. It knows what it's doing, but oh my god, you'll want to slit your wrists, especially now. 
Ugh. This leaves a bad taste in your mouth, literally. Before you give your verdict here, um, I know you don't like guessing, so I'll just tell you what it has on Rotten Tomatoes. Tell me. 83 with the critics, Sounds 73 about... with the audience. Yeah. Pretty freaking high. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 well made and it's effective. Like, if you want something that's going to, like, disturb you, the platform is it. But if you if you just, you know, don't want to feel miserable, avoid this thing. This is and... like going on the internet and watching, like, Faces of Death or something. Kind yeah. Of... Yeah, exactly. Remember, like, ooh, it's, it's titillating. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Faces of Death was like, ooh, let's watch that. This is has that aspect to it, but it's oh my god! I will say this: it's definitely the movie of now. You know what I mean? Considering where we are in the world, it definitely says a lot, and it plays on how we're feeling, which is just a coincidence. But ugh. it's not. A, I have to say, escape, huh? it's it, it. It's not an escape. It's the it, opposite. It, it's the opposite. It'll make you feel miserable. Okay. So if that's what you're looking for, by all means, binge. But I got to tell you right now, and I got to tell listener Derek in Australia, the platform, Purge. It sounds like it's not that different from Love is Blind. (laughs) 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 Which, given the world we live in, we might have to review that now. Uh, No, I will never review a (laughs) reaction. It's bad enough I review these docu-series and stuff. I've been a little lenient. I will never review a reality show. So that goes for you, Joe, and goes for listeners. Don't say you need to review this reality show. No. I will never do it. I hate reality television. I think it's the reason our country sucks. It's it's about people trying to date while in quarantine. I know what it is. In quarantine. I mean, it's- yeah, they're isolated and they didn't, can't see each other. I know what it's about. I, I, it's not even if I don't watch something. It doesn't mean I don't know what's going on out there, okay? I'm, my, my hand is on the pulse, all right? <laughs> I, know what's, I know what people are watching, and I'm saying I'm never going to watch that. I don't care. I'm sure it's terrible, but uh, ironically, uh, very relevant right now. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, in closing, though, on the platform, I want to say it's a little similar to a Snowpiercer. Did you ever see that? No, but again, like like you said, I know what it is. Okay, but now I haven't seen it. All right, I don't recommend that movie either. I think it. Now, the director of uh, Parasite, he made that a couple years ago. Bong Joon Ho. Yes. A new TV series based on the movie will premiere on TNT in late May. Interesting movie, but at the end, it left me uh, it left me flat. So similar feeling with the platform. Uh, well made, but at the end, ugh, just makes you feel ugh. All right. All right. There you go. Noted. Thank you. Okay. I got something a lot more lighthearted. Please. And positive. Oh, good. I'm trying to lift people up, Demo. You know, not tear them down. I'm trying to make everyone feel better. I have a show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to look at you like, what? I, I don't know if you thought I was going somewhere I, with that. No, I I, I, you never go anywhere. No. Um, so here's the thing. There's this show on YouTube, not YouTube Premium or Red or whatever, but just on YouTube. It's called Hot Ones. Have you heard of it? I have. So it's just a guy who has uh, celebrities come in and he interviews them. Uh, he's had uh, a lot of different types of people on there. DJ Khaled. Weird Al, Guy Fieri, Adam Carolla. I mean, all kinds of... The one of... with the meme based on him. Hey, look at us. You ever think we'd be here? Not me. What? Paul, what's his face? I'm just drawing a blank. I, oh, my God. I don't know what you're talking about. He's in everything. 
Paul Rudd? Yes. Oh my God. I'm. So, I apologize to Paul Rudd <laughs> wow. and his fans. I had. A, I'm sorry. I've got heartburn right now. We're okay, all, I, my, we're all my, a little distracted. You know, everything's a little crazy right now. I'm sorry. I apologize for not remembering Paul Rudd's name. Shame on me. Shame on me, Joe. Okay, Paul okay? Rudd was on it too. Yeah, he was on it. But then they made that meme. Where he goes, he's, he's, he's undoing the hot sauce, and he goes, "Hey, look at us. Did you ever thought we'd be here? Not, not me. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Trust me. It's, it's, I, it's I a whole meme you. right now. Okay. Here, I'll play it for you. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Well, that's the show that I'm talking about. Yes. Hot ones on YouTube for free. They're about 20 minutes long. I think there's three seasons. There's like 10 each season or something. Jess can correct me. Yeah, not even close. There are currently 11 seasons and 183 episodes. So I watched a few of these. I watched the Weird Al one. Oh, here's the premise, by the way. So the interviewer sits down with the celebrity. Just about like like we're sitting at a table right now. And there's 10 uh, hot wings in front of them. And they go from like regular like Frank's hot sauce or whatever you get all the way up to this insane. Um, they have this thing called the Scoville scale. And that uh, tells you how hot something is based on like units of capsaicin or something. The ingredients that make peppers hot. Whoa, what? You wow. worked at a I've, restaurant, right? Like I've like, never heard of this. I'm not saying it does, isn't real. I'm just saying it's fascinating. It is. That's part of my point. So like a pepperoncini is between 100 and 500 on a Scoville scale. A um, ghost pepper, if you've heard of, is yep. closer to like a million. Okay. So it has to do with units of the ingredient that makes peppers hot. So that's one thing I learned uh, from watching the show yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, so they go from not that hot to super hot. Not all the guests are able to make it to the end. I would not make it past two. I mean, I'm terrible with hot stuff. Terrible. Oh, really? You would ha- I would need a gallon, not a gallon, I would need a vat of milk to get through it. Because I know you don't want to drink water. You want to drink yeah. milk. Yeah, they right? have a glass of milk on the table. Oh, next I, to them. A glass? No way. No way. Not that even wouldn't close. be enough? No way. So the thing about this show is, you know, I, I hate the late night show interviews because you just get this canned softball, tell some story that you told 25 times. It's all gone through a publicist. Yeah. This is different because... While they're interviewing, and, and the guy asks good questions, he has zero personality. I mean, he's he's basically like me. He just kind of is there. Yeah. <laughs> human hat rack. But he does what he's supposed to do. That human hat rack's name is Sean Evans. He asks good questions. Not quite like Howard Stern questions, but good questions. And because the the guest is sitting there and they're like, doing something and they're eating and they're like kind of worried about how hot the next, like they're kind of occupied. They answer these questions in a so much more interesting way than if they were like on Leno or whatever. The format of this show elicits some really interesting conversation from these people. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Now I watched the weird owl one, which was great uh, because he's a funny guy and he um, talked about kind of how he got started. He talked about, um, you know, dealing with different celebrities and bands that he wanted to parody and trying to get them to go along with it. Here's the one that surprised me the most. I've seen like four or five of them. The one that surprised me the most was Guy Fieri. You know, the guy with the spiky hair know, and all the... I know, yeah. But not everyone knows. He, he had the diners, drive-ins, and dives show yeah. on the Food Network. Um, the guy that looks like he uses hot sauce as mouthwash. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he, by the spoiler alert, he got all the way through all 10 
No problem. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be like he couldn't get past like three or something. No, no DJ Khaled couldn't get past three. And he said, I'm not <laughs> quitting. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not a quitter. And then he, he quit. It was a really weird, like, what? Moron. <laughs> no, Guy Fieri got through. And, and at the end of the episode, he, he stands up and they, uh, they're like shaking hands. He's like, oh, thanks for coming in. He's like, oh, thanks for having me. And he goes, hey, by the way. And he points at the, they have a glass of milk and a glass of water. And he points and he goes, by the way, no milk, no water. And then just walks up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he, man. He didn't, he didn't yeah, he, he's, anyway, so Guy Fieri, if people don't know, has a restaurant in the Burbank airport that's just like a living tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything he does is like. Dude, like, we're not bowling right now. Take it easy. But he talked about, like, the bowling shirts, and he talked about all this stuff. He's like, people think I'm a weirdo, whatever. I have a completely new respect for Guy Fieri now after that interview. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is so cool. Wow. People make fun of him so much. Like, he's like the nickelback of the culinary arts. Oh, sure. But after watching this, I'm like... Because of, of his personality or because he could down all that hot sauce without any milk? Just everything. I mean, his he talked about how he got into the restaurant industry, how hard it was. I mean, you like really get to know these people as human beings instead of cartoon characters, which I've always thought of him as a cartoon character. Well, but yeah. But I mean, he he worked his butt off, dude. I mean, it's it's impressive. His story is impressive. Hey, the restaurant business is no joke. Any level, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So if if you want to see. Um, kind of a behind the scenes of your favorite uh, celebrity or actor or singer. They have a wide variety of people on this show. So find one that you're kind of curious about somebody and watch that or find one where you, you think you already know somebody and watch that one. Cause you might get a different perspective. So hot ones. It, it's one of the better interview shows I've seen in a long time. Cool. On YouTube. Again, I want to apologize to Paul Rudd. I'm sorry. I, st- I can't get, I can't believe I, Screwed that up. How do I not remember Paul Rudd's name? I don't know. I'm going to focus on this the entire episode in the back of my mind. Don't beat yourself up too bad. All right. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. All right. Hot Ones on YouTube for free. Anyone you can think of has been on it. I give it a binge. Right on. Now, you have something else food-related? You want to keep going here? Yeah, I'll do mine back-to-back. Why not? Okay. So, have you seen the movie Chef, John Favreau? I have. Good movie. Fantastic movie. Kind of underrated. Not a lot of people have seen it, but it's a really good movie. John Leguizamo, Robert Downey Jr., Bobby Cannavale. It's a fantastic uh, movie. Yeah. So, John Favreau has this new obsession with food. And I (laughs) I don't mean that because he's gained 175 pounds since swingers but he like he has an obsession with cooking now is mm-hmm. what i meant yes and he went and worked with this chef named roy Choi to train for uh, that movie chef so he would look like he knew what he was doing so he's carried this hobby on and now has a netflix series called the chef show and it's based i mean it looks like uh, you know the opening credits look like the movie and stuff it's obviously based off of that but him and roy Choi go to different restaurants and they meet with the owners and again this is why it's similar to hot ones they're doing stuff while they're talking so i feel like you get a better interview i don't know what it is it's been fascinating me lately i'm kind of obsessed with this idea that like people open up more 
when they're kind of doing something while they're talking. You know? I will say, you know where else I've noticed you get some uh, crazy insight into celebrities? The Bear Grylls. I forget the name of it. Running wild with Bear Grylls. But you know what I mean? Like, he had yeah. Ben Stiller on once. Oh, really? And they were eating some grubs or whatever. And he got Ben Stiller to talk about his family and, and things that, like, you'd never get Ben Stiller to mention. Yeah. So I, I feel like if you take them out of their element or, like, give them something different to do, as opposed to, like, you know, just yap into a camera on a couch, you're going to get some real honesty out of these people. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And this show, um, I'll, I'll tell you about the first episode. They're about an hour long on Netflix. They're a half an hour long. The first episode, they go to uh, Wolfgang Puck's restaurant in Las Vegas and they make an omelet and then they make uh, some different steaks. I mean, it's a cooking class. It's kind of like watching Emerald. You ever watch Emerald? Mm. I mean, you know what it is, right? Yes. It's a, it's a, I know what a cooking show is. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know what okay. okay. All right. But it doesn't feel like he's not talking to the camera. They're just talking to each other. Uh, but you learn a lot about cooking. Which I like cooking, you know that. Can I say this? Can I say <laughs> this, everybody? And no one knows this, okay? But every time I come over here, more often than not, you've cooked up something for me. And Sometimes, I want to tell yeah. you, let you know right now in the listeners, you are a good cook. Well, thank you, man. You can take the 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 the, the craziest thing in the back of the cupboard and turn it into something good. Uh, you've never <laughs> disappointed me with the food you've provided for me. Thank you. So I, I just want to give a shout out to your cooking abilities. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Of course, tonight I had nothing except a glass of water, but come on. <laughs> I wasn't I get really it. prepared. For I know. Tonight. It's okay. No one's prepared right now for anything. No. I can give you some toilet paper to take home if you want. I will take it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. It's true. So, so then it doesn't surprise you that I like watching stuff like this where you get some ideas. It's educational. It's interesting. John Favreau in the first episode talks a lot about the making of Swingers. So mm. obviously I'm... I'm in. I, yeah. I love I, swingers. There's 10 reasons to watch this show. Right. It's not like you have to watch one to watch the other. Pick somebody that you like. There's different celebrity chefs. There's normal chefs. Um, How many seasons do we have here? It just came out. It's one season, and I want to say it's 10 episodes. It's one season divided into three volumes for a total of 20 episodes. Uh, Wolfgang Puck episode one is a great place to start. Uh, and everybody makes omelets and steaks, so that's like an easy thing. You could learn a lot in one episode. Uh, anyway, this is called The Chef Show. It's John Favreau's thing. It's fantastic, and I definitely give it a binge. And that is on Netflix. Yep. Excellent. Speaking of Netflix, Joe. What do you got? I have a stand-up special that came out recently. Okay. It is Ronnie Chang, Asian Comedian Destroys America. That's the name of it or that's, that's your the review? Name of it. That's the name of it. <laughs> that's your review. No, 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 no. Now, I don't know if you've seen this guy before. Do you see Crazy Rich Asians? No. Well, he was in that. Okay. He's also a correspondent on The Daily Show. Uh, no? You're not exactly selling me on it, but go on. I didn't know what to expect. I'm not really, I, you know, like I see, I saw him in Crazy Rich Asians. I think he has a funny cadence. I don't mean he's got a funny Chinese accent, but I mean, his delivery is <laughs> do, do an impression. I'm not doing an impression. <laughs> I'm not doing an impression. There's like a little uh, sharp harshness to it. It sounds a little like, uh, like, Gilbert like almost like he's yelling at you kind of like he's telling you, oh, you know, you're like wrong. You. He sounds like you. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. That's probably why I like him. You know what I mean? I can, he's, he always sounds like he's kind of like mad at you, you know? Yeah. 
And uh, I, I, I guess I kind of relate to it. <laughs> now, I watched it with my girlfriend. We were like, we've been sitting watching a lot of stand-up specials. And uh, we started with the Burt Kreischer one. And oh. uh, I, we bailed. Oh, stop. We bailed. And here's the thing. The second he takes his shirt off, I want out. I don't want to watch stand-up with, the, with an overweight guy with his shirt off. Is he a stand-up? I mean, does he have, what's your favorite Burt Kreischer joke? I don't, I don't Get have. Get out of here. I, I can't stand I, I him. Mean, okay. So look, we Ugh. did, we did about 20 minutes and we were like, nah, 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 nah. With something else. And then we looked at, and this was the next one that came up. It's like Ronnie Chang. I'm like, let's check it out. This was funny. He's from China, but also Australia, Malaysia, now in the United States. He gives a fresh perspective on what it's like living in America. And here's what he does. He's never a jerk about it. Like, even though I said he sounds like he's mad or mean, he's non-judgmental. The way he presents his material, you can tell he actually loves America. So he's more like a Jim Jeffries than a Trevor Noah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you mean, you know, not and weirdly. He, and he, he gets into his, you know, his Chinese culture and everything, and it was just funny. And it was a different perspective on things, but it was never mean to America. And he knew more about America than most Americans. Like he knew all the state mottos, the state capitals, like American history. And I go, half your audience doesn't even know the stuff you're telling them right now. Like he must have aced his U.S. citizenship test. He comes across extremely knowledgeable about this country. I don't know, man. It was just a lot of fun and it's something that I was surprised by. I, I went in thinking, I don't know how this is going to go. Like I said, I don't really watch him on The Daily Show. I'm not like, oh, man, this wasn't an appointment viewing for me as far as stand-up comedians go. So it was a nice surprise. You know? It was good. This is Ronnie Chang. Now, has, has he been a stand-up for a long time? I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. I guess he's, he's been, he was started as a stand-up in Australia. And then oh. he moved to New York. I think he's only been, I saw an interview with him a couple of days ago. I think he's only been in America since like 2015. Okay. He's been crushing it, man. But he's a real stand-up. He's not an actor that now has a stand-up No, no. He's, he started in stand-up. And he got cast in Crazy Rich Asians, I think, based on his like persona. Okay. So it's not like a written special, like Donald Glover or somebody that all of a sudden has a stand-up special. No. Okay. This guy's got jokes. Okay. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And again, that's Ronnie Chang, Asian comedian, destroys America on Netflix. It is definitely a binge. We've covered a lot of ground tonight. We have. Uh, Anything you're looking forward to? The end of all of this, so we can go back to normal. I'm like, ah, I'm going crazy, man. Everyone's going crazy. You know, I want this over. What's normal going to look like for a lot of people, though? Because, I mean, how eager are you to start commuting downtown again? Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I work from home, and I'm. Th- they've let the genie out of the bottle here. Because yes, yes. I, I'm telling you right now, I can do <laughs> everything they want me to do at work, at home, yeah. with the TV on. Yeah. Okay? Playing my music. You know, In your underwear. Making, yeah, making occasional phone call to somebody. Right? Yeah. Not like going, oh, I got to be productive. I get everything done that I have to do at work, at home, and I don't have to like take that commute, get on the subway, take two hours out of my day. So, and I think yeah. many, many, many people across this country are experiencing this by working from home. And I, I think there's going to be a lot of resentment 
going back to work. You could say, oh, but the camaraderie of the people that I work with, shut up. Yeah, good. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No one cares. Yeah. Call that person. Okay. Skype with them, whatever. I don't care. But I'm telling you right now, working from home rules. Yeah. It's, it's good. You know, I work from home a lot. Uh, well, I did before all of this anyway, but it does get lonely. So you do appreciate being able to go, you know, spend time with people if you want to. Yeah. But I mean, if I had to get up at six in the morning, shower, put a tie on, drive downtown, take, I mean, there, there's no way that's happening ever again. That's over. It's done. Done. Nobody, I know. There, there's no such thing as a cubicle after 2020. I guarantee you. I don't see how we can. Why Why would I want to subject myself to all that bullshit? Yeah, to, to go use a, a computer. I have a computer at home. Yeah. And a printer. Yeah, what do, what do I need you for? I don't. <laughs> right. So well, you can come in and go, we got to have a meeting. We can do that on Zoom yeah. now. I, I don't need to see you ever. Right. It's not just the workers, too. I think it's the companies that are like, wait a minute. Why are we paying 10 grand a month for an office when all of these people would rather be at home anyway? You know? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. We're getting philosophical. Tonight. We are. Sorry, everyone. And once again, I want to apologize to Paul Rudd. Uh, <laughs> He's I, working from home right now, too. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. The day that all this stuff ends and we're encouraged to leave the house and go do things, there's going to be a party in the streets that is is going to be like none other. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I'm just going to go to a restaurant and I'm going to have margaritas. Oh. Me and my girlfriend are going to Chili's, man. Oh, I was going to say I've, I've never factory. been more excited to go to Chili's <laughs> in my entire life than when this is over. Dude, I'm going to I'm going to go to Cheesecake Factory and it's there's going to be a 6-hour wait probably, but it's going to be worth it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, I just want to say a plug for Chili's. Um <laughs> they have the best margaritas. And I know that sounds insane. How could Chili's have the best margaritas? If you like margaritas, I do myself, get the Presidente, okay? <laughs> All right. So good. So good. And I can't believe I'm saying that Chili's has a great margarita, but they do. This is, uh, we're, we're pretty bored around here, folks. Yeah, and, this uh, is what happens. This, this episode up. is brought to you by Chili's. Thanks to our sponsor, uh, Chili's. What else, man? Can we- yeah, uh, Let's get out of here. Come yeah. on. Let's All go. Right. Uh, give us an email or an Instagram message, a Facebook message. Uh, all I of think smoke things. signals what people are using now. Yeah, flare, a flare gun, yep. wh- whatever you got. Uh, reach out to us, please. And and if not us, reach out to somebody else because everyone uh, is by themselves right now. So send messages to somebody, preferably us, but uh, don't uh, don't isolate too much. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. That's it for this week. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge Your Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.